kind of had this in the back of my head, but didn't decide to pull the trigger until yesterday morning. Uh, and, uh, and just thought, you know, this, this could be, you know, I think something special. Um, and uh, before, before we get into this, let me just share a couple things that I want to I make sure that uh, gets out there that you guys know about uh, that I think are just really important. Um, we have, uh, for the new year, uh, we have a, a new Bible reading plan. Uh, if you're looking for uh, something to help you in reading through Scripture over the next year, uh, and it is called, uh, if, you, if you've got a smartphone, you can look up a Read Scripture app. Uh, read Scripture app, and it is by Francis Chan. Uh, and if you know Francis Chan, you'll be all over this, uh, you know, by the way. Uh, and so uh, check that out. Uh, it's also, if you don't have a smartphone or you don't want to look it up right now or whatever, that's fine. You can't remember. Uh, we have links to it on our website. So you can go to 24church.com uh, and see all that and, and check that out. And when I think, I think we may also have printed copies as well that you can get uh, from Debbie at the welcome desk. So uh, you can check that out and look at that. Uh, of course, next week is um, uh, the 24 is 15, uh, and Joey will probably talk about that a little bit more later, which is, which is great. Uh, our anniversary, two services, 9 and 1045 is normal. Uh, I'll just say this, uh, just because we may have more people than we normally do uh, and that kind of thing, uh, just be attentive to like even parking. Uh, if you want to park next door at City Hall or something and open up a space for a visitor, uh, you know, that would be awesome. Uh, you know, th- this week and next week are both very different. So if you're visiting with us, this is very different. Go check out, uh, you know, our normal services and that kind of thing uh, and, and messages and that kind of thing because today is less sermon and, and even next week will be less sermon than normal uh, versus normally we're, we're walking through a passage of Scripture together uh, and, uh, and, and we're not abandoning Scripture by any means either this week or next week, but uh, just very different. So we just want you to kind of have a heads up on that. Uh, but uh, one thing that we're asking, and, and I, I like dead serious, like is, is I'm begging, okay? Uh, if you would be willing to shoot video of just sharing what 24 has meant in your life, you know, how God's used, the, you know, being a part of this body of believers, uh, a memory, and anything at all, we, we would love for you to do that. Jerry uh, is willing to make time this week so that we can use it next week. Uh, if you'll get with him, and you can find Jerry in the in the in the booth uh, back there, and he'd be, he'll be glad to help you with that. Uh, also, if you don't have time to set up a time with Jerry, and you want to shoot uh, a video uh, on your phone uh, and send it to Jerry, uh, he's going to have an email address, I believe, up here in a little while where uh, you can send that to, and hopefully Joey can kind of point to that at the end of the service, uh, you know, so that people can can send that in. Or if you can't find it or whatever later, just message us, and we'll get you. Uh, where that needs to go. Uh, I, he did say, if you're going to, if you're going to shoot a video yourself, don't shoot it like this, shoot it like that. Okay. So I think, you know, everybody gets why, because it looks weird on the screens. That's the technical term. Yeah. So like this vertical, horizontal, right? Sure. Okay. All right. We got all that out of the way. Um, so, so here's what we're doing uh, this week. I, I wanted, I wanted in, in kind of ramping up uh, to what we're doing next week with celebrating uh, also what God has done, but really kind of coming from you guys, uh, what God has done, uh, and being able to share even a little bit of what's happening in the future and moving forward, I thought today would be an awesome opportunity for us to talk about uh, how, how this came about to begin with. We've, the, the three of us have never like sat down in front of people we, we talk about aspects of it all the time, uh, but we've never sat down in front of people and actually talked through, uh, you know, kind of what it looked like uh, 15 years ago. How did, you know, how do you, you don't, you don't just kind of wake up one day and go, I think I'll start a church. Let's just do that. That's not. That's, that, that's what happened with me. That's, I mean, that's kind of what happened with you. Uh, but uh, I was going to say that usually if it happens like that, then. Those people don't have a church eventually. <laughs> that, and, and yeah, unfortunately, there's some truth to that. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely something that you're called to. And so uh, I asked both these guys if they would be willing to spend the morning with us uh, and the three of us all talk together uh, about kind of where, where this came from, uh, where, where we were in life even, uh, because I think that just kind of fits into the story. Uh, and even have a, I'm even going to have a few questions to ask these guys on the spot, some of that kind of stuff too. So uh, that ought to be fun, and, and the truth is, is there's no, no telling what, uh, what's going to come out of this in the end. 
uh, and it may it may be a good thing or it may be awful. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, real real fast, I have a feeling we'll know. So, but uh, I mean, if it, if it starts going south, we can always just start telling stories. We might have to resign after that. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about Jason Pennington, and then he'll have to resign. <laughs> yeah, there you, there you go. There you go. I, I like I like where that's going. That's a, that he's he's a great scapegoat. I mean, let's just face it. So. Um, He's good at apologizing, so it works out really, really well. <laughs> he is the best. Oh, it's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, lots of practice, wow. Um, so 15 years ago, um, all, all, of, all of our lives were very different 15 years ago. Uh, well, and, you know, 15 years ago, uh, we, we were a bunch of kids, for starters. Uh, I, was, I was the oldest guy, and I was 27, when we first started, you know, trying to figure out what this might look like and, um, you know, begin to do this. Um, and I, I, first of all, and, and, and Nathan just, you know, asked the Lord to make sure that this was true, but uh, every, everything that we're going to tell of, I, I really do believe with all my heart, uh, is, is just by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been so faithful to us. Um, and, and, and of all the things that I could say about the journey in the last 15 years of, of planting the church, um, and, and, and seeing God bring us through so many different seasons uh, is, if there's a word, then I, I would just, you know, that God has been, for us, it's been faithful. I mean, he's just been faithful. Um, and, and so he, he was faithful to a bunch of kids uh, following uh, a call that they felt on their life to start a church. Uh, and in and, and an interesting time in history to be starting a church, even. I mean, uh, if, you, if you went back 15 years ago, you know, and, and found other people had started churches. There was, because the church planting movement has kind of gone in waves, and we kind of we came in on the front end uh, a little bit before a lot of, there was a whole lot of people that wanted to plant churches. Uh, probably within just a few years after we planted, it became kind of a, uh, an end thing to do, I guess you could say. I don't want to say it that way. Make, I'm not, that's not a judgmental call on anybody's part or whatever. Uh, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but there's just there's just a, you know people when things happen and you see things happen, people get attracted to that, and and hearts totally in the right place usually with a lot of those people. Just oftentimes maybe maybe it wasn't a call, maybe it was just a like oh that's cool I want to do that kind of thing. And I think there's a big difference between those things. Um, you know, for me, uh, I, I was in youth ministry, uh, and, and my most of you know this. My dad's a pastor. I grew up around ministry. Um, my parents didn't baby, you know, hire babysitters. I just went with dad everywhere, uh, including people's houses, uh, hospitals, nursing homes. Uh, we, Joe, Joey and I grew up together, so we've got we've actually got some good stories of like going to nursing homes and getting some brownies, and I mean, just all kinds of you know stuff, which is pretty funny. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I just so I grew up around ministry, so ministry was just kind of always you know this thing that I I, I didn't just kind of know it; I knew it pretty well. Um, and didn't know, I didn't realize, I didn't realize what God's plan was for my life. I, didn't, I had no interest in being a pastor, to be honest with you, because, you know, when you're a kid, whatever your dad does usually isn't what you want to do. You're kind of like... He was going to be a rock star. Yeah, I was going yeah, to be a rock star, and, you know, I was doing the music thing and having fun with that. Um, but in, in the middle of, of things, uh, I, I ended up feeling called to youth ministry uh, and, and was, a, was a student pastor for almost 10 years, not quite that. Uh, and, you know, and we had, we had had, I mean, Aaron and I had just had fantastic experiences in youth ministry. I mean, we, we got to see God do just amazing things. I mean, I mean I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm really grateful uh, for all the years of youth ministry that I had. And some of that was a very, very small, tiny churches. Some of that was at medium size, and some of that was extremely large churches. I mean, it was just, you know, very blessed, you know, at the, in the end of the day. Uh, but... While I was a youth pastor, I began to realize there was a pattern, and, and this pattern was kind of true for no matter which of those three churches that I just described. Um, and the pattern was that we would go to a church, I, w- I would be a church single for many of those years, would be at a church where there's a lot of older folks, and then we would have a lot of teenagers because we had a youth program that was kind of going and all that kind of stuff. And, and then we'd have some of the teenagers' parents, but there was, this, there was kind of this gaping hole. Comes the rain. 
uh, there was kind of this gaping hole in most of these churches of, uh, I feel like I should be shouting at you right now, by the way. If I start like talking loudly. It, it could you know, be a that's, sign. That's why. Um, God's playing the music. Yeah, it's, it's ramping up right now. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the gaping hole was there was this age bracket of people that didn't exist in any of these churches. And, and the, the, the very last church does that. All, all, by the way, all these churches, great churches, full of people who love Jesus and love people and, uh, you know, whatever. And, uh, but, one, one, you know, with, with that being said, at the last church that I was at, uh, you know, I had at that time in my life, I've mentioned this before, I had an old Bronco uh, met some other people in town where we were that also had old Broncos like I did. Uh, and, you know, I was like, oh, man, it'd be, you know, we need to get to know these people. So we become friends with these people and start hanging out with them, and we start inviting them to church because we figure out they're not going to church. And I'm like, well, I mean, a church full of early Broncos would be awesome. I mean, any church can have a bunch of Jeeps, but, you know, Broncos, that's a whole other thing, you know. And so uh, that's, that's a little bit of it. Anyway, but, uh, and so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, they, they came, this family, they came to church with us, and they didn't come back. And I just, I, it just got all over me. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I, I, start, I started finding myself going, why, why didn't, why aren't they coming back? And, and even, and even I remember, I can remember, I don't remember a lot of services, to be honest with you, at that church. I remember the day they were there, and we were sitting together, and I remember things about the service and kind of going, I wonder what they think about this right now. I wonder if they think this is weird right now or, or you know, whatever. And, and, and because they weren't church people. But I desired to see them know Jesus and for their family to be a part of the body of Christ. And so, long story short, this, this developed in me just this very unsettled thing where I... I began to question things I had never questioned in my life when it came to church because I've always been around church. Just, well, you always do this like this and you always do things like that. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, well, maybe what if we shouldn't do it always the same or whatever? And so then, and then on top of that, I went and uh, Ben, uh, who's on staff here, Ben was uh, the associate youth pastor with me. I hired Ben uh, to work with me when I was in West Tennessee and, uh, and, and so he and I went to a church together uh, to a conference down in Texas that kind of opened my eyes to, oh, well, here's a church that looks very different. And, you know, it just, it just began to make me ask a lot of questions. All that to say, before it was all over with, I, I began to feel God leading me to plant a church, to start a church. I didn't even know what that meant. I, didn't, I knew like one person that maybe had planted or started a church, and it's not anything I had really ever talked with them about. Um, and it's a friend of ours who pastors a church here locally now. And I remember calling him to talk to him, and we talked for about an hour while I was driving home, I think, from here. I think we'd come up to visit for the holidays or something. And while I was here visiting for the holidays, I had also run into Joey. Uh, we had gone to church that evening at Jolton First Baptist, which is where my dad's the pastor, and we grew up. And he was there, and again, Joe, Joey and I grew up together. Like, we grew up together. Like, like, we've been friends for a long time. We were putting on baseball card shows when we were kids and, you know, high school and junior high and stuff like that. That's um, cool. It is cool, isn't it? Right. We think it's cool. It Babe Ruth is cool. cool. Yeah. Old cardboard is cool. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, so, we, you know, we, 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 we've been through a lot together, you could say. And then on top of that, I, I just bring up to him, and not something that I was like just really, I wasn't telling anybody that this was going on in my mind, um, but I mentioned it to him that night, and, and I think it just about knocked him over, and from that conversation, he begins to share with me, I, I, I feel like God's been wanting me to be a part of something, some type of new church, uh, and so I'll let you kind of pick yeah. up if you want to. Well, it setting is Stratton. Stratton's. Y'all remember Stratton's? Such a wonderful place. R.I.P. I feel Stratton's. like we should pour one out right now for yeah. our homies. <laughs> if we had a strawberry milkshake. John, is there a strawberry milkshake anywhere? We could just pour one of those out. For, you know, anyways. Anyways, so post-Christmas, probably about this time, 2004? Yeah. Yes. 2003. That would have been 2003, the end of the, the very end, end of, of the year of 2003, yeah. I was brokenhearted. I had just 
this girl, I knew she was the one. We had been going out for a week or so. <laughs> and uh, I bought her all these Christmas presents. It was great. And then Lucky she didn't gal. call me back after Christmas. <laughs> she wouldn't return my call. Ghost. Ghost. <laughs> the term now is ghost. I was definitely ghosted. Um, and I was, I was, I, it was terrible. So I, I, I was uh, drowning my sorrows in milkshakes at Stratton. So Chris, Chris and I decided, that's a theme in my life is milkshakes. milkshakes yeah. So without opening. <laughs> so we uh I, I needed to hang out with a friend and chris and i as he said we've been lifelong just best friends since we were 12 13 years old and uh he's the guy in my life where if i, where if I ever needed to like lay something on somebody he was a guy i would call um or you know in anyway so um we got together after church one night and we went to Stratton's, and he began talking about some things God was doing in his life, like he said, with the thinking about possibly being called to a church plant, to planting a church. At the same time, I had been very involved in college ministry and, and, and starting a college ministry at, at First Baptist Church, Jolton. God, at the we, same time... We had, we had started that together yeah, years exactly. before when I was at another church on staff. And... Um, God, it, it, when we were 16 years old, both within a few weeks, called us and another friend of ours um, to ministry of some type, vocational ministry of some type, and we all we felt that calling together. So, um, at this point in my life, I had uh, we were hanging out again, talking through milkshakes and heartaches and and church planning, and all of a sudden, you know, I had at the same time over the last couple of months. God had been swelling up in me this desire, this need for this. I just knew there was a different type of church that was needed in, in our community because we gave freedoms to youth ministries and to uh, college ministries to do just fun, crazy things, look different, sound different. But on Sunday mornings, things just were just that traditional wear your coat and tie and sing these certain songs, and, and it was just, for some reason, we didn't seem to have those same freedoms in big church, right? So um, I just knew that there was a, I had visited some other church, knew that there was other ways of, of doing it, not necessarily better, but just different ways of doing it. Right. And uh, I, I, I knew that God was kind of calling me at the same time. I didn't know that God was calling Chris at the same time, but he orchestrated that, began to call us both together and that night, we, it was just like, wow, it was just like an idea explosion happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I mean, all I can say is it was most likely the, the Holy Spirit and some really good milkshakes. But we, we just, <laughs> we, we began to dream big that night. Like, we were out to one or two in the morning. Well, you were, you were in real estate at the time. Right? I was, yeah, I was, and yeah. and so you know, again, I'm in, at this point. I'm in West Tennessee. We're serving at a church down outside of Memphis, and uh, you know, so I, I bring this up, and and so my, you know, one of the big, one of the things that he posed was a question was like, well, where where would you do this? And I, I said, well, I don't know. I I kind of don't think that it would be where I'm at right now. Although it it could it could it used one of those churches at that point in time as well, um, and had and had some that were kind of leaning in that direction, but. Anyway, he, then he brings up, he's like, well, I'm just tell you right now, there's nothing around here for people our age. There's nothing around here for the people that we grew up with. And I, honestly, I just don't feel like any, any of our friends that we grew up with are really engaging in the church uh, and being a part of the body of Christ. He's like, I, I think some of them love Jesus. Some of them show up. A lot of them are sitting on the back row, maybe uh, on a Sunday morning or whatever, but they're not actually involved in like getting plugged into being a a part of the body of Christ. And so, you know, he, so immediately he's like, we, we need to go for a ride. And so that's, that's why we started riding around that night. And he, right. st he starts riding me through all these areas that we, you know, we grew up around here. It's not like we didn't know the area, but now and then there were starting to be subdivisions popping up and, you know, all this. And he was like, and, and, and so his thing was like, who's going to reach these people? You know, who, who's going to be, 
who's going to be the church that's going to, you know, reach out and, 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 and lead these people to Jesus. And so uh, that really kind of began a whole lot. And, and even at that, you know, I started, I started looking at the map. I had taken, uh, I'd actually taken a church planting class. In fact, I may have taken a couple of them uh, in uh, my seminary, cemetery years. Uh, and, um, and so uh, we, uh, and one of the things that I remembered from that class was any time that you can plant a church on a main artery uh, like being street, road, area, that kind of thing, you know, that's a good thing. And so I, I began looking at, you know, the between Nashville and Clarksville, the between Ashland City and Springfield, uh, you know, dynamic of where well, we I th- are. I think you were surprised at the number of new construction homes. If you, you got to think the early, mid-2000s is when there was like a residential-like boom in Pleasant View. And, and, and you really had no idea because you'd been gone for three or four years, right? Yeah, that was, so. that was right before the recession or a little while before the recession. So, I mean, there was, ton, there was tons of building. I mean, people just moving into this area. Westridge was being built. Town Pride was being built. You know, Oak Point was being built. All these, these different big subdivisions that you had no idea even existed. Really, right, so. right. So, you know, leading, you know, into that and out of that, I mean, you know, we, we just kind of begin with this thought of, like, who's going to reach Who's going to reach our friends? I mean, it really, it really kind of came into that. That was part, a big part of the conversation. Who's going to reach, who's going to reach the people like us? Uh, you know, and, and is it possible that there could be a church that could reach all generations? Because the, the idea wasn't, hey, let's just go reach young people. The idea was, hey, let's try to be a healthy church that reaches all people that are just looking for something different. Um, this passage is a passage that I found back in notes of things from long ago, uh, as I've been looking at things from long ago here recently, uh, and, and this passage really kind of stuck out to me. And it's Romans chapter 10, and I want to read this, verse 14. And this is, this is Paul, obviously, and he says this. It says, How then will they call on whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so, you know, with with that, with just the understanding, just a couple of basic things from that passage, just the understanding that people believe when they have heard and people hear because it has been taught, it has been preached, you know, just based upon that, those simple things alone, you know, the, the thought process became, how, how do we get to share the word of Jesus? How do we get to share the gospel with people that don't know him? Uh, because, you know, and one of the things I, I think is a misnomer a lot of times with church planting, uh, when a new church comes into an area and other churches kind of like get a little like worried or whatever, you know, the idea should never be you plant a church to try to get the other church people to come. The idea is that you plant a church that you might be able to reach people who've never been reached by a church before. Um, and so all that being said, that, that, this, this, was a big, this was a big piece, a big driving force of, uh, of what was behind, you know, us doing this. Well, we had one of the biggest questions, we, and like people would always ask us, why does Pleasant View need another church? I mean, speak about that just for a second. I mean, because yeah, I, I remember I remember being at, at I'll just go ahead and say it at Jolton. Uh, at, I was sharing one night the vision of what God was doing with us, and that we were about to start twenty four. And I, I honestly, I don't even remember who it was that talked to me, but it was somebody that just didn't really understand church planting, and that's okay. Uh, this is, again, not a judgmental thing I'm about to say. Uh, but they, you know, after hearing what I had to say, they pulled me aside afterwards and they said, hey, I got a question for you. And I said, yeah, what you got? And he says to me, um, so you, got, you guys are going to plant a church in Pleasantview? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, aren't there already churches up there in Cheatham County? Aren't there already churches there? And I, I, I said, yeah, there are. There are. And, and, I, and I said this to him too, and I meant it with all my heart. I said, and there's some good churches up there. I was like, there's some, there's some great churches up there, people who love Jesus and love the gospel and, you know, want to reach people. I was like, but we believe that God is calling us to do something that looks a little different, 
to, re- to reach different people, that we believe that, that God uses different types of churches to reach different types of people. So, yeah. Uh, so, so that's the ahead. preface of the story. Yes, <laughs> basically. So we began moving forward. We began uh, praying and planning uh, over that next year. Uh, there's a whole lot of unknowns for, for a long time because, again, I was still on staff somewhere else, and you can't just, and this is kind of pre-social media being a thing too, uh, you know, but you really weren't going to announce to the world you know, at, at a point where you don't even know what's this even look like or when could this happen. In, in my heart, I, in my mind, I really thought this would be like some years down the road. I really thought this is going to be a good while away, you know, this is going to happen. And then as I began to share this uh, with some very key people, uh, someone uh, named Wayne Terry at the Tennessee Baptist Convention and some people like that, uh, they began to push me and push, push, push us hard uh, because uh, I, remember, I remember the first lunch I had with Wayne Terry, and he was over church planning for the state of Tennessee for the Tennessee Baptist Convention. And after that lunch, he's looking at me, you know, I, I, he's just been asking questions throughout lunch. And I've just been spitting kind of what's on my head, you know, and on my heart and stuff. And, and when I get done at lunch, he said, okay, when are you going to do this? And I said, I don't know. I, I'm guessing maybe in a couple of years or something. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, no? And he was like, and I, I thought he was shooting me down. I thought he was like, oh, no, you'll not be ready in two years, you know, kind of thing. And he was like, and, and, and this is what he said to me. He said, Chris, I'm going to tell you right now you just explained to me more about your church plant that doesn't exist than some of the planters who I work with who've been doing it for a couple of years. He said, you guys have got to move forward with this and now. He's like, Chris, I really doubt that this is going to last more than a year before you guys are up and going and meeting. And this was probably, I don't know, like March or February of 04 at that point. Um, And so... Uh, you know, we, we began to talk. We, he got us into a thing called Basic Training for Church Planners, which Joey and I and Aaron went to. And so really the three... It was about June, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like early summer, maybe May, something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the true testimonies that God called us to do this is that he would call Joey and I, who spent most of our life like making fun of everybody together and can't stand to be in a room together when certain things happen without laughing when you shouldn't laugh at people. Uh, that he would call us together to do this, and that was true during basic training, which we like kept getting in trouble at, and Aaron kept having to correct us and we had like, to be separated, separate us, and all this kind of stuff. But uh, you know, out of that, we came back. We we just began to kind of look at the area. We talked with Mickey Dice, the principal at the time uh, at Pleasant View Elementary. Uh, Mickey was very gracious to speak with us, talk with us, meet with us. He at that time was the worship pastor at uh, First Baptist Pleasantview, right across the street from his school. And here we are talking to him about starting a church in his school. Uh, and, and really, because where are you going to start a church in Pleasantview? You know, I mean, if it's not in the school or a school, uh, there's really... Something that I think, I think that needs to be said is that we didn't just like, this just didn't just happen, right? So we prayed about this. We spent nights at Pleasant View Elementary in the parking lot praying over that, that God would give us that facility. We felt like that was a centrally known place where, where we could, could be, uh, would be perfect for a church plant. And, and we, we spent, it wasn't just a happenstance, all this stuff happened. There were hours and hours and hours spent in prayer over these things. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever prayed so much in my life as I did for especially the first five years of 24 Church mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the year leading up to that. Um, uh, so, you know, basically we began to plan that Aaron and I would move back um, and I let my church staff know uh, at the beginning, uh, just right before the beginning of the summer, kind of told them I promised to hang out through the summer. I think I had like eight trips planned for our student ministry that summer. Uh, between camps and mission trips and theme parks or whatever it was going on. And, uh, and so I, I got them through the summer, and then uh, the very beginning of September, I think September 2nd, we moved back. Uh, we left a paying job, <laughs> really and good job. a really good paying job, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I made more then than I think I make now still. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, nothing, not, I'm not meaning anything by that. The Lord has done an amazing thing in taking care of us the way he has. 
Um, and uh, but you know, I look back on that. And it's just crazy. I, we we left that. We moved. We moved back in with my parents. Put our put our stuff in storage. Uh, gave away a ton of our stuff. You know. And I mean, just it was crazy thinking about it. And and we just began to meet with people and share the vision of the church. And so for that next four months, especially, that's all we did. And I mean, like I sought out trying to meet with somebody. I think every day and every night we'd have we'd have people at our kitchen table uh, when we finally got a house there. Uh, about every night. Uh, I mean, it was it was insane. Of course, we didn't we didn't have kids. None of us had kids. These guys weren't married. Uh, you you, go, you guys hadn't even met. He's married to her, to his sister, if you hadn't ever picked up on that. So, I mean, that's, that's, that, that's always, that's created an even greater dynamic. We're not that kind of Yeah, Jenna, come play keyboard for me. Get married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, and for a long time, the joke was we had to start a church for Joey to find a wife. But yeah, um, it's, it's true. It's true. And uh, the Lord works. He does. But, uh, you know, we, we began, we, <laughs> did you say amen? I think yeah. I heard him say amen. <laughs> but we began, we began to move forward. And, uh, you know, I talked, I think a week or two ago about, we had a couple of, you know, little gatherings, one at the school, one at Stephen and Beth's house, uh, just kind of people interested in asking questions and stuff. And we, uh, we had decided somewhere in there, we were going to start meeting January 2nd of 2005 and have our first service we we did we didn't even have so many things in place. I mean, it's insane. Like thinking back on that, we're just gonna like, hey, we're just gonna, you know. I mean, I guess because we had started like college ministries and other things, we were just kind of like, hey, you know, whatever, we'll start meeting. You know, whoever shows up, show up, and you know, we'll let it roll. But I mean, one of the key pieces and one of the key parts of the vision of the church was even, you know, uh, to be honest with you, was music music style of worship. Uh, and and 15 years ago, music style of worship. Uh, it was really either traditional or it was kind of a certain praise and worship from that time that's a very, Lord, I lift your name on high, shout to the Lord, you know, kind of thing. And, and as, the, as the joke, you know, kind of ensued, as you can see both these guys grinning, you know, we, we were not trying to be what we were calling, and this could be taken in a bad way, I don't mean it for it to be, but it probably will be, it doesn't matter, uh, is... <laughs> Is we were not trying to be a shout to the Lord church, which is kind of what we what we you know we just, that's not what we're we're looking for this fit that is really something kind of different that reaches kind of what at that time I think I called a lot of times like the MTV generation of people that were going unreached, and so we went into starting the first service on January the second without having a clue of where we were going to get a band from and who was going to be our worship pastor. We didn't have a worship pastor. It, ben, ben led worship that first ben, service. Ben Adkison came up here from West Tennessee that first week that we met, and, and he led worship uh, with a girl I think he was dating at the time. Uh, and, uh, you know, all kinds of history here. It's great, great stuff, by the way. And, uh, and so he led that first week. I had, I had gotten into talking with uh, uh, Nathan uh, a couple weeks right before we were about to start, uh, through Rachel, his wife, who I grew up with her brother and was her youth man. I was Rachel's youth pastor for like one year, her senior year of high school uh, at Inglewood Baptist in East Nashville. Uh, and, and so there were a lot of ties there, and we were working camps together that she was working for a friend of mine who was over Super Summer, if you've ever heard us talk about Super Summer. And I had been in his office one day, and, and Joey and I had just interviewed a guy and that guy couldn't have led his way out of a wet paper bag. I just, I was like, we, we, bless his heart. We, we, left, we, yeah, we left that interview and was like, man, this guy is not going to work. You know, I don't, I don't know, you know, and, and I mean, you know how musicians can be. So, uh, and so, so Rachel overhears me talking. Cool haircut. <laughs> Rachel overhears me talking to Ken about this kind of botched job, you know, interview or whatever. And yeah, oh yeah, and uh, and uh, and and she says, "Oh, you should talk to Nathan." And I said, "Really?" And I had heard her talk about Nathan, and what I had heard her at that moment in time talk about Nathan about, because I had asked, because I I just really met Nathan, I didn't really know Nathan. I'd met him at camp before, but I just, you know, how, how's he doing? You know, whatever. And she's like, uh, "Not real good," because he'd had a bad church experience. And I'll let him if he wants to share any of that. That's up to him. It was bad. 
Uh, it was bad, and 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 she was like, "He's." I, I was on staff there. I wasn't just going there. Right. I was on staff at a, in a position, and it didn't didn't end well. Yeah, but behind the scenes, things that were not good. Right. It was uh, not healthy. Kind of bad. And so anyway, uh, I, so I called him, and you know, I, it, right off the bat, he gave me this like, um, "No, I'm not interested. I'm 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 not I'm not the guy you're looking for. I'm pretty." I'm pretty bitter at the church, and I was kind of like, maybe that makes you perfect for what we're doing. <laughs> and, so, and, and so I spun that in the conversation and said, you know, we're wanting to reach people that a lot of them are bitter toward the church. And, and I, I just said, I'm just being honest. I was like, just pray about it. Think about it. So uh, we began talking, and we talked him into a trial, you know, hey, why don't you just come try it? Because we didn't have anybody to do it week two. And I was like, I was like, well, you know, if you come, you know, a couple weeks, we just, you know, you try it out, see what you think. Oh, I knew it was a, a, a pity gig. <laughs> <laughs> it was very clear that you were desperate. So I gave you a shot. Yeah. And, you're going to let me play my guitar. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And you, and, and you, and you did the trial. You were doing a, you know, kind of trying it out for a while even. The trial thing was funny because all of a sudden it's like they haven't brought up the trial in a while. And about three months in, I'm like, so am I the guy? And I'm like, okay. And I think, I think we were wondering. <laughs> Sounds like, all right. We were, we were wondering, like, does he want to do this? <laughs> or is he, like, still bitter and is like, going to, like, at any point oh, go, you know what, <laughs> you know, forget it. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, but. No, it was, uh, so, you know, coming in on this, I, it, it got me excited that someone cared about people like me, um, and I'll, I'll just say this, um, early, uh, I'll just wrap up my entire early experience here, uh, it shaped me in a whole lot of ways, of course, you know, my life completely changed. You remember how old you were the, at that time? I was 20, almost 22. Yeah, I mean, the, here's here's the thing. You want a testament to God's grace? The fact that Jerry Walker's still sitting back oh, there. Oh, Lordy. Uh, no doubt. That guy had to put up with stuff for me. I mean, he always looked younger than me, but he certainly was not. Yeah, uh, He still does look younger than me. I know, right? He defies age. And I'm sure he loves us talking about him like this up here. You got anything to say? All right. Uh, here's, here's what I'll say about those early years. It was God's grace and wise people that allowed, like, that poured into us, but honestly picked the ball up and we dropped it. Absolutely. Because that happened a ton. And I, like, we're sitting here in this facility with all you sitting here for some reason still listening and not asleep. Um, because of one thing, and it's because God decided to do something in this city. Um, I had driven through Pleasant View one time because there was traffic on I-24. <laughs> that was it in my entire life. And I grew up, I mean, I grew up in the, around the exit 11 area. It's not like I was that far away. I had no clue this place existed. Uh, and now it's a part of me, you know. And, and, and it's wild because, you know, at the beginning when we first got started, for me it was way more about just being a part of something more cool, you know. I loved Jesus, right? I could tell that the people, uh, these guys and the people involved, they loved Jesus too. They wanted to reach people who weren't being reached. And dude, missions was a big part of my life at that time. Like I wanted to, to go. Like that, that was me. Uh, and I was disenfranchised with some church stuff. I grew up in a great church. I grew up with great parents. You know them. They're, they're awesome, right? And so I, thankfully that Things had been instilled in me for a long, long, long time. And I was just like crazy enough to say, sure, I'll try that with you guys who I don't really know that well. In fact, my first impressions of Chris when we were doing camps together was I disliked him very much. Oh. <laughs> he, was a, he was a polarizing figure in those days. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was just I didn't connect with him because I was, yeah, anyway. But now we're, we're best friends. And so, I don't know, God has just done a lot of things through people. Um, that's, that is what I've seen, seen the most. And I, I think that um, the testament to why this continues to be the way it is, is one, God is still doing great things amongst us, but he works through his people. And he, he, he does kingdom things through his people. And I think that we're all invited into that in such a special way. And if it wasn't for those people, like 
Jerry's or absolutely. Uh, and I, there's there's so many other. I'm, I, there's literally names and faces flashing through my mind, and and, and you, you sitting there right now. Uh, this is this is what God is like. This is the evidence of God working. This is the evidence that he he was him that called us to do it. Because I know this, I was not equipped. I was not ready for that. Yeah, none of us were. No, we were not. No, it is no sir. Luckily, I had some friends and a few family members that could play music, and I think that's why I got the job. It was definitely your sister that got you the job. Shut up, Joey. <laughs> yeah, you should have been around for the your sister jokes back in the day. Like, you know, like we'd be in the middle of staff meeting or something, with, you know, we'd have a heated moment. He'd, he'd throw out, I'm dating your sister. You know, what are you going to do about that? You know? <laughs> It still kind of gets him. So anyway, <laughs> here we are at year 15, and he's not dead yet. <laughs> now, can I, can I say this just because I, I know we're like, we're, we're trying to encapsulate a lot of moments. Oh, there's, a lot, there's a lot we're not saying that we would love to share. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, if I could share. Uh, no, I, I, th- I think what's really neat about sitting here and doing this is, um, and what I've learned, and what I learned early on from from these guys, especially this guy, uh, and a lot of I have I have a lot of other friends in ministry, and they always ask, "Man, how does that work? Like, how did how did that work?" It, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the popular thing to go to a place like Pleasant View and plant a church. I'm just putting that out there. Most most people said go to go to Brentwood. A lot a lot of people tried to talk us into planting the church, like go where the money is in Nashville, or and then they named off all these other suburbs of Nashville. And I could name them right now, but they're basically suburbs that basically are attached to a dollar sign that we yeah. think of as being, well, that's where there's a lot of money. And here, here's what I've learned is that ministry is about people. Uh, it's about relationships and building them. I think one of my favorite verses that I, in the whole of Scripture is when Paul is, is talking to, let me hopefully get this right, the Thessalonians. And he said, it's not just that you listened to me preach, but it's that you shared your life with me. Like, that's what made it good to be with you. Like, we shared our lives together. And I think that um, the reason that this place is so special is because we share our lives together. Um, and if you're here, uh, like, there's probably a reason that you hung around, right? And if you're just checking us out today and you're like, these dudes are lame, um, that's true, but the people that you're sitting around are not, and yeah. we're like that's. I think that encapsulates who we are more than anything is a gospel family, uh, people who are sharing their lives together. And I think that that was some of the great part of early on in our church. I mean, for the first couple of years, we were mobile, terrible, terrible work. Uh, I have back problems because of it. Um, like it's not, it wasn't fun doing that, but it was amazing because we got to spend so much time together, right? And it's, it's funny because now when you talk to people from back then, the things that they talk about that they miss the most are the setups and tear The terrible work. The terrible work. Man, that, I wish we could still that do that. everybody Why? at that moment dreaded, but it put us, it put us together yeah, kind, of, kind of in yeah. the trenches, so to speak. Um, and, and, and truthfully, that coupled with, uh, you know, the timing of how long we did it, I think, and maybe the fact we didn't have to do it any longer than what we did, uh, you know, has actually defied many of what they say happens in, in all church plants. I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that happen in church plants that we have not had to experience or have been very different for us. And, uh, you know, some church planting guru type folks, one of those guys who, who spoke here many years ago, who was my church planting professor in seminary, uh, when he got done that same morning, he said, this is an anomaly, Chris. It, it, like, it doesn't even make sense. No. I, I began to share things that we, we still years later had people that were with us in the very beginning, some of you being some of those people. He was like, Chris, that doesn't happen. That's not supposed to happen. You're, those people leave because they're so tired of your face and dealing with you and you not having it together. I mean, all this stuff. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we get tired of you, but... <laughs> You're worth hanging around, I guess. Now, it's it's one of those things that once people become family, it's it it, it changes it changes things. It, it makes work easier, right? Um, and I think that 
one of the, the things that is important and why it's, it's uh, the opportunity to be up here with you guys is, is a good one is to just be able to share. We're just normal dudes who make a ton of mistakes. And honestly, if, if, we, if we had the time, which we do not, uh, but if we had the time to share all the things that we've screwed up on, uh, you'd be here for hours. Uh, God has protected us in ways, this church in ways that are unbelievable. It's because there's a future here. And I'm going to shameless plug us right now. Not us, but, but this body. Like, if you're, if you're here and um, you're just kind of searching for stuff, like, there's people around you that will care for you here. Mm-hmm. There's people here that are driven toward ministry, that are driven toward reaching people for Jesus Christ, that are reaching out toward the widows and the orphans of our community to, to like, show them love in Christ, and they'll show you the same thing. And um, it's what makes this place special. I literally have like other friends who are pastors who constantly are saying things to me like, man, how can it be like 24? Like, how does that exist? How does that happen? How does it exist? We don't have to deal with political, like church politics stuff. We've got like a bunch of people out here, you who trust us. You have no reason to. I'll just go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> like, it's evident that you listen to the Holy Spirit. And I think that it's, uh, we're not, and by no means are we perfect, and by no means is this is great, but it, I'll tell you who is, is God in through all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to hear, you know, I'm humbled to get to say those things uh, just because, and to be a part of this. And I'll look back and think about all the things that have gone on in the past 15 years. And the clear, most evident thing that I can see over and over is God's epic grace and his like unwavering pur- purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that a mic drop? You didn't, you, why didn't you drop it? They're expensive. <laughs> yeah, they are. Music, music guys love their mics. Um, I, got, I got some questions. How about, how about we ask a couple of questions here? Um, uh, what's, what's something that the Lord has taught you through the last 15 years of this? Uh, you know, God, I think God has taught me that, taught me, continues to teach me forgiveness uh, and grace through, um, and just family, and family outside of my blood family. I mean, I think that God has taught me that a church can be more than a service, and more than just an activity or a production or a, or a program. Because that was my kind of my church experience, but at 24, it's it more than anything else. It's a family, and God has taught me that that that's what He designed His church for, is that we be a family together as we serve in His mission, you know, for His glory. And I, and I feel like if if you're here if you're here this morning and you're you're just kind of here and you you're you're kind of like you come and you. You, you show up on Sunday mornings. I, we're, we love that you're here, but it, this church is so much more than that. It is, it is a family, and I, I really encourage you to dive in and, and be a part, invite you to be a part of that family. What was the question? <laughs> What's God taught you in the last 15 years? Uh, man, a lot of things, and I would say that one of the big ones is patience. Um, it is, uh, it's wild to see how these little moments of hard work or frustration or waiting can, like, have this great outcome like this. Um, and I think it takes time to see that, uh, to see fruit happen. Uh, and we've seen so much of it. And what's interesting is that a lot of times in ministry, there's not tangible victories sometimes. You don't see sometimes growth in people or things like that. And so what's interesting though is if when you look over a long amount of time, like 15 years, you look back and you go, holy cow, look at all the fruit. And sometimes in the moment you don't get to see that, but now I'm sitting here looking at these beautiful faces and going, holy smokes, you know. Um, I, I think that that's a big part of it. I think the other part is what Joey said, it's the importance of uh, other believers in your life. Um, 
I've, where I've seen the gospel take hold and God's word take hold is in and amongst his people, not just personally, if that makes sense. Like, yes, you can read your Bible and you can pray and you can come to a service on Sunday and God will bless that. Like he, his word doesn't return void. But in the presence of other believers, there's a flourishing that happens. And I didn't think that I'd be using that word today. But there, it does, the, the word flourishes and it multiplies in you in ways that I, I just can't uh, imagine. And some of the, the greatest moments that I've even had here have been studying the Bible with people. Um, maybe some of the best moments mm-hmm. by far have been just talking about the Bible. Um, and I know it sounds really nerdy, but man, that's where the life is. It's, it's life. So, and we're, and we're pushing for that in big 2020. Time. That's, that's one of our big things moving forward. So, yeah, that's good. Um, favorite memory, Joey. The moment Jenna walked through the door. Good answer. You're welcome, Doc. It's a good answer, right? Yeah. Having to move Joey's piano four different times. <laughs> Jenna's piano. Let's let's be clear. That is Jenna's piano. Oh. You know? uh, no. Uh, fa- favorite memories. There's too many of them to pick one. So there was this one time. At church camp? And it, was, uh, it was in creative meeting. And we're sitting there. <laughs> so we used to have these creative meetings, right, where we'd all sit down and basically do nothing but critique each other. And so you left feeling really great. And um, there was a lady there who asked why we didn't play Shout to the Lord. This is where that earlier thing that I mentioned came from. So. And Joey, I'll let you finish the story. I don't, I mean, I just told her, I don't know, what did I tell her? It was, we'll never play Shouts We'll Lord. never play it. And <laughs> we, he looked at her and said, we'll never play that. And she said, but it helped me get through a really tough time in life. And she began to weep uncontrollably for like 30 minutes. And my favorite memory is Joey's face afterward. Because he kind of turned red a little bit and just... <laughs> it was my favorite uncomfortable memory. My other favorite memory is when Logan didn't figure out how to tune his guitar. Oh, man. Uh, okay, I, I won't go too far. If you remember my friend Logan, which you should be praying for him, his family's house burned down this week. Not his, his parents, so do pray for him. I have to say that before I make fun of him. Uh, pray for Logan, please, and his family. Uh, the, we get up to play a song, a pretty well-known, popular Switchfoot song at the time. And uh, Logan, I, I, in my, I don't know, I bought him a tuner. He's like, man, here, have a tuner. Thanks for like, driving up here every weekend and playing guitar for us. He was driving from Jackson, Tennessee, every week to, to help come lead worship help lead worship He's here. not the only person that did this kind of thing. No, we had, no people driving from Memphis every week. We had people driving week. from Memphis. We had people driving from Kentucky. I'm telling you people. It's about people. Yeah. And about Logan's terrible tuner. Uh, so he didn't know how to work the tuner. And I'm just going to put this out here. As a guitar player, it's pretty important for your guitar to be in tune uh, if you're going to play for people. And he tuned it, he tuned it real bad. Especially if you're playing the lead on a song like that. Yeah, and uh, so we started to play the song. I, along with a couple of hundred people that were sitting there, realized that his guitar was out of tune. It was bad. It was so bad, and he didn't. <laughs> he, just kept, he just kept going. He's like, he's not giving it up. Man, he just sold out to that one. Anyway, it was a favorite memory because I had to stop the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had to completely stop our service. I publicly apologized for him to everyone, asked him to retune, taught him how to tune his guitar, and then we went for it again. And God used that somehow. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, what are you excited about in the days to come? I, I'm excited about because I, I just. I just know and I believe that God has a lot in store for this body. Um, he's put us in this place, in this time, for a reason. And I think it's, it's pretty obvious that we're in, a, in an amazing, growing community, right? And, and He's a, continually, despite our efforts, 
continually equipping and providing for us and, and just bringing us new families and giving us opportunities, the, the opportunities in, uh, in serving those that have addiction issues and adoption and foster care and, and these neighborhood ministries. I mean, the, the uh, possibilities are endless, endless with what God can do there. So That's what I was thinking. So exciting. Uh, this is going to sound like super blown out of proportion, but this is honestly what I believe. I feel like the last 15 years are leading up to this one moment. Like all, all the little moments, all the little victories, all the little times to grow and learn uh, how to follow God better, how to listen to him. And I'm talking from personal experience, but even as a church, he's been preparing 24 church for this moment. Um, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not just saying that. I'm not trying to sell you something or, or whatever. Like I really, it's everything that we've, like these breakthrough aha moments that we've had over the years, all, every single one of them has been just equipping us and preparing us for what is about to happen. When we realized that church wasn't just about a service, because man, we really cared about what our services were like. When we started to realize that it was about God's people. And, or the moment when, when we started to understand that, man, we really, really, really loved our city. And we cared about the issues that were going on around our city and what people were suffering through or having to struggle with. Uh, the, the moment when we knew without a shadow of a doubt that our future had to change in some ways and how we structured how our church worked, how uh, our mission statements, all, all these things, like all these little moments that we thought were breakthrough uh, have culminated into right now. And I don't, know, I don't know about you guys, I'm ready to ride. Um, like, I should be really tired. And I am. I have four kids. Ella's five today, by the way. If you're watching at home, sweetie, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ella. She woke all of us up this morning by, look, she was over me, and she grabbed my face and said, I'm five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but everything is culminating now, and I, I should be tired, and I'm not. Like, I'm ready to dive in like I was week two. And um, the, what's great about it now is that I know that we've got a bunch of people who are with us. <laughs> like before, 15 years ago, it's kind of like, are people even going to like show up next week? Now it's like we, to have this, to have you is the greatest blessing. Um, you are what make this. Like, you are what make 24 Church what it is. And just to see God use you and to see God prepare you and us together to jump into the next year, I, I, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it, and I don't deserve it. There's, I've got a bunch of questions here. We don't have time for all of them. I, 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 would, love for to, I would love to hear them answer some of these, like uh, name all the jobs you've had while we've been doing this. Because uh, everybody's been doing something else all along, too. Uh, and, but, uh, you know, probably the, the one I'm, I'm going to ask, and I'm, you have to just keep it short, um, why have you stayed? The pay. <laughs> i got a Rolex on layaway. It's been um, there for 15 years. 15-year <laughs> layaway on that, right? I've stayed because this is my family, this is my home, and until God has called me somewhere else, I, I can't imagine life, doing life with other people. This is absolutely, um, I, can't, I, just can't ima- I, I just can't imagine, and, and maybe that's, that's a sense of comfort or something, but I just know that, that what God has in store, I, I have a vision I think we share a vision for what God has in store, and it includes all of you, and, I, and, it, it, it's, and it's, it's the family 
aspect. It's the family aspect that we share upon, amongst the elders and the staff. It's, it's those things that, I mean, it's, it's just a, a giant part of my life. And I thank God for that. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, it's, that's it. It's you. Uh, dudes at this table. Uh, Jason Pennington, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ben. Yeah, definitely Ben. Maybe Dave. Yeah, hey Dave. Uh, it's, man, it really is an anomaly to be here. And we've, every, everyone sitting at this table has had um, other churches come knocking. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this to like toot our horns because they really just didn't do their research with me. I know that. But like good, good opportunities. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Everybody at the table and probably everybody on our staff have all had really, really good. I'm not talking about like might be a good opportunity. I'm talking about like really good ministry opportunities where they could have gone, probably made six figures, no doubt, done the thing, taking care of their family, not worry about having another job, you know, whatever it may be. And at the end of the day, they're still here because... It's you. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. One of the things that I've learned over the years that God has taught me is that, and, and you see this throughout Scripture, is that God calls us to a people. You know, he puts a people on your heart, right? And, you know, when, when that happens, you can't get past it. You know, I, tr- I tried to get past it. When, uh, when one of those offers came my way, I tried. I like, and, and not only did I try, like the, the church that was offering me something uh, were full of people that I, the, the church staff were people I knew. They were friends. Uh, and and it, was a, it was an unbelievable offer. And, and, and every time I would pray about it, all I could see were the faces of the people of 24 and just feeling like God was saying, you can't go. This is where you're supposed to be. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19 says this. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became a Jew in order to win the Jews. To those under the law became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, this would be speaking of the Gentiles, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. And that's, that's why we're here. And uh, we, we want to we thank you for your graciousness with us over 15 years. Uh, we are so excited about what's coming, so excited about getting to celebrate next week uh, what's happening and what, all the things moving forward. Um, and, uh, yeah. If, if you're looking for a church home, uh, if you're looking to be involved and be a part of the body of Christ and be a part, be the church and not just go to a church, we'd love, we'd love for you to, to find your home here. We'd love for you to be a part of our family. If it feels like it's a tight-knit family and it feels like it's kind of hard to get into sometimes or whatever, just nudge, okay, and just say, I want to be a part of the family because here's the truth is the people of this church want you to be a part of this family. Like we mean that from the bottoms of our hearts. Um, I'll I'll read that last line again. Verse 23, I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I might share with them in its blessings. The gospel is good for the Gentiles too. It is good for all the people. And he has called us to all of the people. And this is our mission field. We are missionaries right here Mm -hmm. trying to fulfill the call that God has put on our lives. And we invite you to be missionaries with us. It is through the blood of Jesus and his death on the cross and his defeating a grave three days later back to life that death couldn't hold him down. It is because of those things that we are here 
and that we have grace, that we can give grace, that we can receive grace, but also that we can love unconditionally one another as a body of believers, continuing to show one another grace even when we fail each other instead of just picking up and taking off. And, and that, that's, that's 15 years. We've seen that over and over. And, and, and at the end of the day, may God be glorified for every single bit of it. Let me pray for us today. God, I thank you so much for uh, just the chance to tell, uh, Lord, not really even our story as much as it is your story. God, you have continually just been faithful to us. And Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for allowing us to do this. We thank you for uh, giving us the chance and the opportunity um, to minister to new people all the time, but God, also the chance and opportunity to be the family that you have given us to be together. God, I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't take that for granted. God, we praise you for that today. We praise you for the work that you have done in the last 15 years. And God, we, we thank you right now for the work that you are about to do in the next 15. God, be glorified in all of it. God, use us for your glory. God, may your word go out. May the gospel be heard. May the lost be saved. Lord, as that is your heart as it is our heart, God, use us for your, for your glory as your church. We ask all this in your son's name. Amen.